More with Mo. My name's Mo Reese. More with Mo is brought to you by AverageMoPOV.com. Recording as always here in the San Fernando Valley in my office, the Lego storage unit, which is literally overflowing with Lego. The girls who used to stay here before COVID called it the Moasis. I just call it home. So we are in theory here in Los Angeles back in quarantine, but we don't know. And, you know, by next week, this is going to change from two days ago. So continuing on the journey of having people come in on the phone to do the show. So today, kind enough from the what I believe is the complete opposite side of the country is Kendra James. <laughs> hey, Kendra. Hello. Yes, the total opposite side of the country. Sunny, hey. sunny Miami for me. Uh, it is partly cloudy with uh, at about 68 degrees here in Los Angeles, uh, and uh, which is, you know, our, our winter, you know. So, um, so, oh, yeah. So I've only been to Florida once, and it was to Orlando for actually a bondage event. Um, not even Disney World. Uh, a bondage event, and it was like in August. And I swear oh, it was like just get off the plane, be in a vehicle for about 80 seconds, and just be sweaty. What makes you want to live in that climate? Oh, my God. <laughs> it is not always like that, I promise. So, yes, summers here are absolutely brutal. I'm not going to lie. But having said that, I am from California, and I do remember some awfully, awfully hot summers in L.A. as well. That is an absolute everyone lie. Says, a lie. Everyone says it's a dry heat, but you know what? <laughs> it's still heat. It's still hot as hell. Um, no, I just imagine, you know, I have, you know, when when we're on set and it gets a little hot, the girls are sweating their makeup off and things like that. Oh God, I yeah. could not imagine that in a humid temperature where it's like, okay, we got to cut literally again because she is melting. You know, it's... Uh, you know, it's those fun things that have uh, it's a crossover between work and uh, whatever. The people who move to Vegas, I'm like, you know, you are saving money on rent, but those AC bills are going to be through the roof. And right. No, nobody jumps on board with my, you know, old man, you know, mentality on electricity. <laughs> I actually wonder if electricity in Vegas is cheaper. You have the Hoover Dam right there. You have different sources of energy because I have friends. I mean. I feel like half of LA has moved to Vegas over the last few months. Mm -hmm. And I have more friends trying to buy a house there right now. They just put in an offer actually. And it, it's like this insane, huge house. It's like 3,500 square feet or something. And of course, like legit, the first thing that popped into my head was, holy cow, how much is it going to cost to, to cool that place down? Like, that was my first thought. How are you going to pay for the electricity? Exactly. <laughs> but I kind of wonder if maybe it's cheaper there. It like, all these houses are massive. They have to have good insulation because the winters are cold and then the summers are hot. I don't know. That's true. I don't know. I, I picture a girl picking up her, you know, show, showing a picture of her uh, power bill and going, $900 for power. Thanks, OnlyFans. You oh, know, God. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Pay my electric bill. <laughs> exactly. So um, obviously, Florida uh, is deals with COVID as well. Every state, every county, in fact, here even here in Los Angeles, every county deals with it differently. How is it affecting you? Just in, in kind of your day to day life. Uh, I mean, are you are you still able to go out? Are you still able? Are you working much? What What are you doing? So, uh, I mean, Florida 
definitely has different um, procedures, COVID procedures, I guess, and the mandates are different. Our governor took away any sort of mask mandate and opened bars, clubs, and restaurants. So technically, the law is that you don't have to wear a mask, I think, but businesses, of course, are trying are, are still enforcing wearing a mask inside. Restaurants are still doing, you know, 30 or 40 percent capacity, something like that. Most of it is outdoor dining. Um, however, bars and clubs are now open and they did like the city of Fort Lauderdale just busted a, a place called the wharf like over the weekend because people were lit- people were packed in elbow to elbow, no masks on, no social distancing. Yeah. So I feel like Florida, I feel like Florida is kind of dropping the ball a little bit. <laughs> Um, I mean, the people po- are definitely not as careful sure. as in LA or I, the one trip I've taken since January was to Philadelphia for Halloween weekend and everybody was wearing a mask there. Yes. Whether you were just walking down the street or going into a store, everybody had a mask and in Florida, it's a little more lax for sure. Um, having said that though, I'm not one of the people going to bars and clubs. <laughs> like, I'm still being a good girl and staying home and kind of just going to the grocery store when I need. And I haven't really been, all, all I'm doing lately is solo stuff. Sure. And like, I'm looking at the girls who are shooting a ton still and I'm like, I want to do that, but I feel like that would be irresponsible. I don't know. I just, I don't know. So and, and I'm shooting on a, I think like that's really a major minimal basis with other people and mostly just sticking to myself. Sure. And I think that's a major uh, point of that is the, I don't know. And, yeah. um, you know, uh, you know, e- each state has, has their own thing. Uh, Carla and I went on a, uh, seven state road trip where we went through larger cities. Mostly we stayed on the coast and things like that along the West and, you know, it was it was a month before the elections and I we didn't know how it was going to be going through all these different states with masks. We always mm-hmm. wore our mask because it was we're traveling, you know, we're not really around people, but they don't know that we're from you know a different right. state. Let's just be polite. And I was really thrown for a loop thinking I had one skewed idea of, say, a city like Salt Lake, which I've always known as being like a more conservative city because I grew up Mm -hmm. in eastern Oregon, and they were hardcore on the masks. Some small rural towns would have Trump posters everywhere, and I would be like, oh, nobody's wearing masks, and then go through. And I asked one of the guys at the gas station one time, and he goes, we're a small town. We have an older group of people here. We just try and be safe. Mm-hmm. We don't agree with a lot of other stuff, but you know, it's, and, and so it was, it was definitely an interesting thing to see just the you know mentality in different areas of how they, how they handle it. So, I mean, yeah. it's, it, it's affected everybody. Uh, it seems like the adult industry has much like it has so many times over its history of the past, you know, even, you know, 50 years has managed mm-hmm. to evolve and adapt and to do a way where, uh, to make it so that at least talent, uh, some producers can still, can still make money. And, uh, one way obviously is only fans, but you do other clip sites as well, correct? Oh yeah. 
So I've, I mean, I've had, I've been producing my own content for years and years. I have my own site. I have several clip stores, uh, clips for sale. I want clips, many vids, although I don't particularly use that one often. But I've been, I mean, I've been shooting for myself for years and years. So it doesn't change too drastically for me. I know I have a market for solo stuff, solo femdom videos, you know, whatever, solo bondage videos. So, I mean, although I would like to be shooting with other people, although I would like to be traveling, I mean, I haven't been in L.A. since the end of January. You know, normally I'd be in L.A. like kind of every month and shooting with other people, other companies and, you know, and I'm not doing that. So I'm just sort of, it's sort of like this weird devolve for me because I'm now shooting by myself but then of course it's evolving because there's so many more platforms to post it on so many more clip stores than there used to be and of course OnlyFans is like insane Uh, yes it has gotten it it is uh, what I thought you know camming was a couple years ago where I was like that's going to overtake porn camming you know Uh we'd go to AVN it'd be you know one third of the place was cam sites now it's like hey cam sites take a look at OnlyFans you got some competition Uh Um, now I I know uh, you you were saying that you do solo stuff and so I was curious because uh, you know I followed you on Twitter and I've seen I, I, I follow a lot of people on Twitter and I see people's timelines but I don't don't really go too deep all the time on you know people so i saw right. i did see that you do femdom stuff so mm-hmm. in this case now i saw you know i've seen on your twitter where it's obviously working with another person how are you handling solo femdom are you are you doming yourself are you you know how, how are you you will masturbate no i don't want to yeah i mean how are you how are you handling that what are you what are you doing there's an entire market for solo pov femdom videos uh if you ever take a look at i want clips they have built that clips platform almost entirely around solo pov femdom performers so it's literally like sitting down and talking to the camera and weaving a story okay i mean pick a subject. Okay. I'm going to do foot fetish today. And I literally will sit down and talk to the camera as though it's a person about foot fetish and my feet and how amazing my feet are and how much they want to worship my feet and what they have to do for the privilege of worshiping my feet. And you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, small penis humiliation videos. It's the same thing. Just sort of different topics, different stories. I mean, you can get really creative with it. You can weave an entire tapestry of tales about, like, one subject. You know, you change your outfit and you do it again. Now, But there's a huge market for it. Now, when you say a market, uh, I'm curious, with uh, repeat customers, is it something where you, somebody look at you, looks at you as their dom, so they will buy a clip or however they, however they consume your content on a weekly basis? Every time you knew you do a new dom clip that has to do with feet, is that the same customer that buys it repeatedly, or is it kind of more of a one-off, and then you just have a larger, you know, sales people, sales uh, group. I. For me, I think it's both. I definitely have repeat customers. I definitely have people who buy everything that I release. If somebody is a chastity fan, 
they will buy every single chastity video that I put out. Um, I've had, I have a lot of uh, custom video clients who will send similar scripts over and over and over again. You know, maybe it's a different outfit. Maybe there are certain keywords that are different, but it's actually like pretty similar every time. I have, oh my God, I have like two custom video clients who literally send, and this, this actually applies to working with, you know, other performers, but I have a couple of custom clients who will send the exact same script every single time and just change the performer. Sure. So certain people, certain people are really sort of set in their ways and they know that they like this one particular thing and they will buy as much as you can give them. And, and that's fair. I mean, I used to be when I was when I watched porn. It's funny. After 13 years in porn, I find that I watch very little of porn. Uh, I fast forward through the sex now and watch the dialogue. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't know what dialogue was before I got into porn. Uh, but, you know, it was like, oh, I'm hey, hey, I'm into anal. And I would have my three you know favorite girls that'd be like, yes, Red Light mm-hmm. District. I'm going to watch everything. So there's definitely that aspect. It's just interesting that it's a different relationship when it's a POV with you. You, you know, the, you're talking obviously to your your fan base or whoever, but they feel yeah. that you're speaking directly to them, so they can live that, right. live that fantasy, right. which is which is a lot of fun. Now, would you say some career advice for myself? Um, would you say anybody is looking for kind of that, you know, uncle that's a, you drunk some of the times, overweight, middle age that <laughs> will yell at you about things like closing the door and the turning down the heat and you know, all of those things, like you know, you know, we, we, we're not paying to you know, heat the great outdoors. Is that something that could be a market? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Go for it, Mo. I think you, I think you need to find your niche here. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I, there with COVID there, I mean, I work primarily on, uh, on sets. And so when we have a month long guy, it's like, I'm, I've been in porn a long time and I've seen a lot of things at some point in time. I'm like, I can be a whore. I'm, I'm fine. I'll just, I'll just do it. I don't care. What's the worst thing that's going to do? <laughs> some girl on set's exactly. going to go, Mo, did I see you do that? I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> you know, so it's you know you you never know. There are all sorts of uh, all sorts of things. Uh, Angela White once told me when I said I was like, "Wow, what's it like to be all be able to do all the stuff?" And she goes, "You know, Mo, if you start putting things in your butt on camera, you might find out as well." And I was like, <laughs> "I was like, no, I don't think it works the same way." And she goes, "You never know." And I was like, "You, you know, never know." I was like, "I'm gonna hold off on that bit of advice for right now, Angela White." But you know, I love you. Um, Sometimes you just gotta try it and see what happens. Exactly. Um, <laughs> now you are, and I, I'm I'm going with the grand assumption you identify as, but you are a milf. Is that correct? Oh my god! Yeah. I okay. mean, that that's the category that I get put into. I, that term always makes me laugh, though, because okay. I I feel like it's a term directly taken from American Pie and like Stifler's mom and like I feel like that's a whole thing I'm like I don't have any kids motherfucker (laughs) 100 100 percent and you know I saw that movie in uh, 1999 and I saw it in the theater and I remember when MILF you know came into the vernacular and it's funny I went back and I looked to find out, I can't recall her name, but Stifler's mom um, was actually now, she's eight years younger 
than I am when she was in that movie. And I'm like, oh, wow. It's like it puts things into perspective. Yeah. And I'm like, damn. Yeah. I was like, I feel really old now. Um, So now, obviously, this is a category that has become hugely popular um, oh, yeah. in both boy, girl, girl, girl. I, I don't completely always understand. I was never into my stepmom, um, you know, and it's, you know, it just wasn't my thing. Um, but, you know, I mean, it's obviously something that you can market off of. Now, when do you combine the genres? Because there are times and, you know, we typically break things into teen MILF and then there's that middle ground of just uh-huh. babe. So I went with at one point in time, I was like, you know what? What's her category? That girl over there, she's just a sexy bitch. Like you just look at her and go, she's just sexy. How old is she? I right. don't know. What's her genre? I don't know. But have you ever played the, I'm a femdom, but I'm your stepmom? Or do you stick with, I'm just a femdom and I am who I am? Um, I mean, well, let's face it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to capitalize on the sort of category that people put me in. I sure. mean, I, I, the MILF category sort of makes me crazy, but at the same time, I'm like, well, <laughs> let's make money off of it. So definitely in Girl Girl, obviously, I'm put into that category and we've shot movies together. Yes. Where, you know, I'm, I've been like 10,000 girls stepmoms. You know? <laughs> um, but yeah, for the, from a femdom aspect as well, they're definitely, I don't want to say age play, but there's there's definitely a market for the MILF category and the taboo thing within femdom. Sure. And, you know, stepmommy catches you jerking off and has to punish you, or I, I shot like a taboo chastity thing a couple of weeks ago, and it's all about mommy's little boy and no one will ever live up to mommy no girl will ever love you like mommy does and it's like this whole thing it's sort of this weirdly emasculating taboo sort of dynamic i don't know but yeah the mommy dom thing is definitely big right now i I would say mommy dom um, yeah. oh, wait, wait, Mommy Dom 7, the new DVD from Insert Company here. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, if we were all into the same thing, none of us would make money. It would be, it would be the same vanilla, boring, whatever porn that would just be, oh, yeah. it is the chicken. What is this porn? It tastes like chicken. It's all the same. So luckily right. we have people that are into Mommy Dom, you know, but then, you know, for whatever reason, I, I don't judge anybody and what the, you know, what happened in your life that made you... Uh, get into the idea of this. They could ask me the same question of going, hey, Mo, why do you like your beer and your coffee blonde, but all your women brunette? Uh, well, you know, my mom's brunette. Well, it's because you love your mom. I mean, you know, I mean, there's, you know, there's a hundred different reasons why we like certain things. Right. So right. Uh, it's it's great that, you know, and, and I like that you do take advantage of that going, hey, I gotta, I gotta pay the bills. <laughs> so... Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't recall. I, I know there was a scene we were on together, and I don't recall the other female talent. I remember the location, but there was something about like a magic potion or oh my God. a love potion or something. <laughs> it was the love potion. I was like, uh, oh my God, I'm blanking on her name right now. I know. I, I had sex with her, and I can't remember her name. <laughs> I remember her face. She was super cute. Uh, 
Rosalind Stinks. Oh, there we okay. go. I would have she never was, done that one. I would have never got that one. Congratulations. Uh, she was fairly new, right? Aren't they, she aren't, was a fairly new performer. Aren't they all at this point? Uh, it feels like they are I I feel bad especially when I've been on set with a girl and two months later I say hey when was the last time you were on set for a girl's way was it before COVID Mo Mo, I was on set with you two months ago and I go oh fuck (laughs) (laughs) you know and I feel bad because I go I go through so much talent and then bookings and things like that so I'm around it so I always forget but I do remember there was something about that where you you took a potion then all of a sudden you're a lesbian so like, yeah, she like what was it? It was her science experiment. I think that was the premise. Like, it was her science experiment. Uh, she was working on some sort of love potion, magic potion, <laughs> and put it in the fridge. And I had just gotten home from a workout and looking for something to drink in the fridge and grabbed this love potion by mistake. And she was very. She came in and caught me drinking her love potion and got very angry. And uh, then, of course, the love potion kicks in, and I, I just have to seduce my stepdaughter. I mean, Sex why wouldn't suit. I? <laughs> no. Okay, now this is obviously a very outlandish scene. This is, you know, this is over the top, campy, fun. You know, this was not this was not shot in a serious manner. Um, do you enjoy that type of, you know, just kind of? I mean, I wouldn't say this is slapstick comedy, but it was, it was, you know, it's definitely not meant to be taken seriously. Do you enjoy acting in that type of thing, or are you more like, yeah, let's just get to the sex? I, I mean, I like acting, and I like when there's kind of a fun storyline and something you can play off of. I really enjoy that. Because like, when it's just like, oh, hey, what's up? I'm going to fuck you now. It's like, yeah, it's fun. Of course, it's fun. But I, I, I like to be able to get into it and sort of play off of different characters and, you know, have a, a little more fun with it than... Okay, now it's just time to fuck. Yeah, exactly. So, okay, and yeah. I and in shooting wise, I like personally I like where I go, "Hey, so what's the intro to this? They start making out and then they fuck." Because I look at it and go, "Oh, this cuts a few hours off my day." I'm oh, to- I know. I'm I totally I am totally <laughs> It's not that I don't enjoy spending my days watching girls have sex, but at some point in time I also really really enjoy the shows on Netflix. Um so you oh, know, yeah. and I like to go uh, home. Yeah, there, there's something to be said for like, okay, just get in there, make out, and fuck. There, I mean, it's definitely a shorter day when you do it that, exactly. that way. <laughs> no, <laughs> we all get to go home a lot sooner. Now, as I was, as I was, uh, as I was stalking you, if you will, on your on your Twitter page, I saw something that I've seen a couple uh, talent do. And, um, I'm, I'm curious about this one is your underwater girl, girl scene. Um, okay. I saw the clip where it's, you know, X amount of seconds for your, for the trailer or whatever. And how, how, okay. How did you do that? Oh my goodness. So (laughs) it takes a long time. Um, so I, I do have a particular custom client who is into the underwater stuff and he sends me these scripts and they're, they're 45 minutes to an hour long. Um, and it, it's devoting an entire day to it. We have to start early, um, to make sure we have the sun and we have enough time and it's as long as you can hold your breath. That's, that's what we do. So my cameraman, um, 
he's in a mask and a snorkel and you know we have weights and whatever and he just kind of goes by what we do like when we're ready to come up we come up and we sort of readjust go back to the same thing or change the angle or whatever but it's it's up and down up and down all day long <laughs> you know most people being that physical underwater can only stay down like 30 to 45 seconds i've worked with some girls doing that like there's two girls in particular i've shot underwater scenes with and they are incredible like up to two minutes holding their breath underwater but most people can't do that i can't do that but there are some girls who are just freaking incredible with it well but yeah it's it's a long day and then editing i i don't envy i don't envy my cameraman for having to edit as well here's hours of footage process yeah so okay so um I, I guess where I wanted to unpack this a little bit is uh, oral sex. Uh, I typically, um, I, I grew up where I didn't do a lot of swim, swimming growing up. So me going underwater is I jump in with my nose plugged and then I float up to the top and I don't really go underwater. It's it's not my thing. Um, and so there, the breathing underwater thing, I've, I've almost drowned myself in the shower. So do, how are you performing oral sex underwater? And, uh, you know, it, how, how are you doing that? Not sucking in air. What, what are you doing? Oh my God. Um, me personally, I, I live in Florida. I live on the water. Like literally my house is on the water. I go snorkeling. I go scuba diving. Like I'm, I'm really active in the water. And at this point, because of being so active in the water, I think I'm pretty good like I've I've learned how to control my breath and I I've learned how to stay underwater longer and how not to try and suck in water <laughs> when I'm kissing somebody or going down on them and then of course it's finding other girls who are comfortable underwater as well because not everybody is but there are some girls and those are the girls that i work with there are some girls who are who are comfortable they're like fish underwater um who did i work dana wolf was one of them like she i hired her last year for one of these scenes and she had never done this before i was really nervous about hiring her and but she was like, no, I love the water. I love being in the water. I love swimming. I'm good to go. And she was great. She was really, really good. Like her first time ever. I was like, yeah, this girl's awesome. That's so you, I mean, yeah, you have to get the right person. That, that if someone's so impressive. not comfortable in the water, like it's just all bad. And then the first time they try and like lick your pussy, they take in a gulp of water and then they're drowning and you have to stop for an hour and you know. <laughs> so it's they, really finding the right people yeah. who are comfortable. Well, you know, at least the underwater dialogue is is good. I mean, actually, now that I think about yeah. it, what does that sound like? Is it just constantly yep. under underwater? So you have a twenty minute yep. scene of okay. Well, there you go. A little a little Jacques Cousteau music in the background as you're, as you're oh, watching. Yeah, totally, show. that is fun. So. um like I said, I did go through your Twitter, and I like to do this every so often where I find the cute, fun things that uh, people tweet, and you just happened to tweet it about 20 minutes before we got on the uh, on the air. Um, you wrote, and I'm somewhat paraphrasing this, uh, 
Is it weird that I want to pet these chubby little caterpillars? Um, so I saw the photo and they are chubby little caterpillars. Um, <laughs> where were they and why did you want to squeeze them? Oh my God, they're so cute. Because they're just so cute. So they're in my backyard. I have milkweed in my backyard specifically for the butterflies. And right now there's like 10 butterfly or 10 caterpillars chomping away and they're just getting so fat and juicy and they, they look so cute and fuzzy and I, I don't know, I just want to pet them. <laughs> I, I have to say because uh, my girlfriend Carla has, um, she has the milkweed out front of her place and so basically she's a little um, uh, sanctuary for monarch butterflies and so it's like whenever her little caterpillars, they're, they're all in look and yeah. she knows the stages and she has so much fun with them. Uh, she has not talked about petting them that much but I'm assuming <laughs> she keeps that from me because I'm going to think she's insane. Um, just, Oh look, there's a spider over there. Let's go. Let's go pet it. Yeah, you know, let's yeah. Let's go hang out with the spider. Maybe not spiders so much. <laughs> but the caterpillar caterpillars are cute and fuzzy. Well, that's fun. So, well, I don't know. I, I I saw that and I thought it was cute, so I had I had to bring it up. Sometimes <laughs> sometimes it's embarrassing things where I'm like, you really tweeted this, and other ones they're just cute and lighthearted. So that was that one. So Kendra James. Thank you so much for calling in all the way from the great state of Florida. Um, where can your your fans, your followers, your stalkers, where can everybody find you out on there on the interwebs? Oh, God, everywhere. Um, KendraJames.com is my official member site. Of course, IWantKendra.com is my OnlyFans. And I am running a Thanksgiving special this week. So my OnlyFans will be $3 to join Uh this Thursday through Sunday, I believe it is. Um, you can find me on every, probably every clips platform out there. KendraClips.com, SexyFetishVideos.com, FetishGoddessKendra.com, um, IWantPOV.com. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm everywhere. What Twitter, you- of course, KendraJames13 on Twitter, and then Pornhub. I can't believe I'm like telling people to go look at Pornhub, Pornhub. but yeah, go search me on Pornhub. Why not? <laughs> what is your yearly budget for domain names? Because you just named off a lot. <laughs> I know. I'm insane, right? I've been collecting them for like years. I'm like, oh, this sounds good. Yeah, totally. I'll use that. Uh, like, no, three years later, $45 oh. in. No, no. That's funny. Oh, yeah. I own, what do I own? Like, Bad Girls After Dark because I saw it in one of the uh, the Batman cartoons. Like, Harley Quinn is talking about, like, she can't find a job and she's getting offers from websites. Bad Girls After Dark. I'm like, yes, I'm totally buying that. So now I own Bad Girls After Dark. Have I ever used it? Nope. No. <laughs> That's funny. Well, but, Ken- Kendra, yeah. thank you again so much for coming on. Um, my name is Maurice. This has been More with Mo. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mo Triple X or Mox, as some people like to call me. I wanted to throw in there that Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. This is coming out in thanks on Thanksgiving Day, so uh, Kendra's special is happening starting on Thanksgiving. It is a Thanksgiving Yay. special, so um, 
uh, if you want to check me out, um, you can also check out the podcast. Uh, it is on social media as well, uh, at More With Mo on both Twitter and Instagram. Whatever platform you listen to the show on, I'm sure is absolutely amazing. Personally, I listen to it on SoundCloud, but it is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and according to Google, a bunch of other places. So go check it out. And whatever you are looking listening to it on, uh, go ahead and you'll comment, like, favorite, whatever you do on there, and uh, you know help out the show. But... If you really, really want to support, go check out my mini vid store, averagemopov.com. That's where you get to see the dirty stuff, the hardcore stuff. You know, the girls that have sucked my dick in the past. You know, even sometimes Carla shows up on there. And there is that one time I jerked off on Lego. Thanks for listening.